Welcome back to another episode of Common Sense Finance. I'm Anthony. I'm Domenico. And we thank you for listening yet again. Domenico, what's up? How's it going? Hey, Paul. Uh, School's been busy, but and work's been busy besides that. Yeah, some may say you're pushing P. I don't know how uh, true that is. Some may say I'm pushing Z's. Pushing Z's. Sleep. No? Sleep. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. I, I, that's hard to find nowadays for me. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to find for most people now. I know. That's not here nor there. I mean, but the one thing we can find is money, right? I mean, that's the one thing we're, we're talking about on mm-hmm. this podcast, you know, common sense finance, making everyone a little bit richer, you know. Richer mentally. And uh, literally. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So. Yeah. Today's podcast, we have an interesting thing lined up for you, and that is scams. You know, scams are all over the place. And, you know, with the rise of social media, scams have only evolved and have gotten people, you know, caught up in very, you know, detrimental financial situations in very creative ways. So before we get into this and before we get into what we have lined up, Domenico, do you know anyone that has fallen for uh, some, some kind of social media scam. Yes. I feel like as a college, I'm it's, not- in... I would say the numbers are definitely high, probably staggeringly high. The amount of people I know personally that have either fallen victim of scams or contemplated following through with scam. Yeah, I, I so I, I'm no longer a college student. I recently graduated, but I remember all throughout college, I would see people getting into Forex stuff, getting into fake crypto stuff. I wouldn't say necessarily. It depends. And when you talk about that, Forex and crypto. I mean, there was also that Loom thing that was going on. That's what I was more that was, so. The eight, the everyone does on 100, the last person standing is 800. Yeah, like that was one too. Um, yeah, I mean, I like to talk more about that. You can talk about in terms of knives. Like I know knives are a big uh, scheme. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like selling knives. Yeah, yeah I know that too. Like, I, I had one kid that graduated grabber school it's just randomly dm me it was like hey would you guys be interested in like new knives oh what's the name of the company it's like a, a it's a name brand look it up but um it's yeah it's a very it's a known household name i don't know just from i don't really check the knives that we have in the house cutco yeah yeah, yeah. it was cutco knives a teammate of mine actually that I played rugby with um i think he kind of works there I don't know, or some type of knife company. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how legit that is, but <laughs> I mean, we'll get into it. We'll get into like those kinds of scams. I mean, schemes, business structures, if you want to call them that, but whatever. Another thing that's kind of uh, getting traction is all the NFT stuff. You know, another episode, another week. We can't get away from the NFTs. A lot of these NFTs are also uh, scamming people too. So there's a lot of things going on out there, and. The whole reason for this episode is to kind of put everything out there so you don't fall victim to the growing scams that are present on the internet. So the biggest kind of structure, the most prominent structure when it comes to these kinds of scams is a pyramid scheme. Domenico, do you kind of know what a pyramid scheme is? Yes. It's a scheme basically where it benefits only the person at the top and everyone at the bottom gets screwed over. Yeah, pretty much. And it's basically... You sell makeup, you sell knives, you sell anything basically where the only way to make money is by bringing other people in. Yeah. 
So that's pretty much it. I have the uh, definition from the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Give it to me. An organization is deemed to be a pyramid scheme if the participants obtain their monetary benefits primarily from recruitment rather than the sale of goods and services to consumers. So it's kind of like a Greek place. It is. I honestly came to the conclusion recently that frats and sororities are just pyramid schemes. Making glorified pyramids. I get a lot of hate for that one, but uh, I, I, the, more, the definition and you think about it in terms of frats and sorority, you have to bring people in to get more money for those frats and sororities. Okay, what, what if I said this? An organization is deemed to be a fraternity or sorority if the participants obtain their monetary benefits primarily through recruitment rather than the sale of goods and services to consumers. You would have bet an eye. And you remember say monetary benefits, just, put bet- just take away monetary, just put benefits. Yes. Without the bottom, the top doesn't exist. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean. it's Honestly, but that's any club organization when you put it that way. I mean, you can say that about some churches too. I don't know if you want to get there, but yeah, that's all. Throwing up. parties at, well, how would you get to the entry? <laughs> I, thought, I thought the church for the poor. Yeah, I mean, so, okay, we're not, we're not saying the, the ch- churches and uh Greek You're life, not. Artists, not. <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying necessarily their pyramids and on this episode. Maybe we'll get to that another time, but I'm, I'm Russian St. Pat's, <laughs> but so and to sum this up, Domenico is correct in his definition. Pyramid schemes really don't have a product that's an actual of actual value. The product of the profit in that business structure comes strictly from recruiting more people. So the people giving money to the top person, that's how these businesses succeed. So a common tactic is, you know, upon joining a pyramid scheme, new members have to pay a fee up front. They sometimes may have to pay for, you know, product, things like that. And they sometimes are overcharged. And that's how you make money uh, for those on top. The issue comes is when you have to keep recruiting new people. And after a while, it becomes difficult to recruit people. So, I mean, if you were to take a pyramid, and you were to keep multi, like you know doubling it infinitely, at some point you're going to run out of people, and there's going to be people like left holding the bag, and you know going to be hung out left uh, left hanging out to dry, and you know lose everything. And I'm going to keep I'm going to it a little bit more and how people can lose everything in these pyramid schemes. Yeah, I mean, just one example is that stupid uh, Instagram thing that took over the world kind of during COVID. You want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, what was it called? The blooming? Is it not the blooming onion? But it's like the blooming. Like, I mean, the blooming onion is fantastic. So yeah, I don't mind. This is that pyramid scheme? I don't. I don't mind giving that a shout out on this pod. You know, blooming onion matched with that that outback uh, bread. Ooh, that brown bread. Pumpernickel. Is it pumpernickel? Yeah, I, so. I don't want to miss miss yeah, uh, yeah. classify well, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's it called? The, the blooming what? It's called like the loom. Um, loom looming challenge, the I, don't, challenge? I don't know why it blew the blue it's the yeah i understand it's basically you get eight people thrown it's people. also called the airplane game that was what the old one was and it's just like it was a rehash so let's explain it um basically it was eight circles right or nine is it eight or nine? Oh, i think it was nine because it's got to be eight and then the person in the middle gets the, the eight yeah mm-hmm. so basically you start off by putting investors you need to get eight people to invest and then person when you get finally get nine the person that invested first gets out eight hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then basically the game just resets continually until either there's no more investors, or I guess yeah, it's the only way yeah. it does end, right? Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned this because this is it's kind of a variation of a pyramid scheme. I would say it's more of a Ponzi scheme. 
And the main difference between a Ponzi scheme and a, I would say a Ponzi scheme is just a variation of a pyramid scheme, except that you as an individual do not require, are not required to put in any actual, like any energy or effort. It, you see it as an investment, like a passive investment. So you're passively getting scammed rather than actively getting scammed, if that makes sense. Can you give me a recent example of a Ponzi scheme? I have it right here lined up. So the most notorious Ponzi scheme around is Bernie Madoff's Ponzi scheme. So in 2008, it was revealed that the infamous Bernie Madoff was running the largest Ponzi scheme in history. He stole millions, billions of dollars from a number of individuals who invested their life savings into his fraudulent fund. I mean, there were people who were like, I think Kevin Bacon had a stake in this fund. Like there were celebrities, high class individuals, and they all got duped by, you know, someone who they thought was this like brilliant financier. And that's just interesting because so many people had the money and then when the 2008 financial crisis happened, everyone basically wanted their money out. Yeah, that's exactly what, so. And there was no money to be found. So apparently people have made the claim that if, so he did not get discovered outside of the financial collapse. Like if 2008 didn't happen, people say that he could have been continuing this facade for decades. It just so happened that there was a nat- a financial disaster that and happened. So many people want their money back at once. Yes. Money. Because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So let's go more into this. What he did. So prior to this, Madoff was a very successful investor. He was even deemed as one of the best of all time. Uh, when he was approaching ordinary people to invest their money, they were practically throwing their retirement funds at him. I mean, I, it makes sense. The guy was. I think he was. He was the head of one of the. Uh, what was he the head of? The SEC. He was the head of a big uh, financial uh, body for the U.S. government. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he was let me see, Bernie. But he was very well respected. He was the chairman of the Nasdaq Stock Exchange. There we go. Just to clarify that. So he had a very reputable background, a very impressive track record. So he was basically promising people. 12% returns on their investment, which was a made up number off the top of his head because it was just slightly above the average of 10%. And it wasn't like outrageous, like 15 to 20%. And because of that, he attracted a lot of investors um, until one whistleblower finally ratted him out. The financial collapse, people tried to pull out the money and they couldn't. And then the whole thing collapsed. And people were, you know, and really they were in shambles. Like people lost their, I said, like they were giving him their entire retirement funds, they lost everything. Um, people in his family killed themselves because, you know, how much he, the money they owed to people. He recently died last year. I mean, the guy was kind of a, a bum, but. In prison, right? Was that, was he in prison? Still? Yeah, he was serving like a life sentence over a hundred years. That's, I mean, he sold billions of dollars from people. That's insane. He's living lavish while everyone else is going broke. Exactly. So I think this is a good example of a few things. One, you're not too good to avoid falling for a scam like this, right? I just said like someone like Kevin Bacon and other, you know, high great prominent, actor, great, great, great actor, great singer, foot loose, foot loose, kick off the Sunday shoes, you know? So there's, um, there's nothing preventing you from falling for this unless you're like actively aware of it. Cause like, you know, it happens to the best of the best of people. And then another thing is like, there are people who you may see like have such reputable backgrounds, uh, well-respected in their field, and they're still out here scamming people. So just be wary of, you know, in any opportunity that you're given and really look into it and, you know, do your due diligence. So did anybody recover their money from this? 
Um, there is a fund ongoing. Uh, was there a GoFundMe that I can support that? No, there's like a. <laughs> I be, I have, I do not have it in front of me right now, but there is some kind of like uh, victim relief fund that's set up where they're still trying. I believe they got a decent amount of their money back, but you have to take into consideration that this was in 2008, 13, 14 years later to recoup all that money. I mean, someone could have been six years old, about to retire, and now they had to wait 14 years to get their retirement savings back. That's kind of crazy. So that was the biggest example of a pyramid collapsing. So I said, you know, you, no one's too good to fall for these, but these, these schemes come in very different variations. They're very sneaky. And what I want to point out now is probably one of the more prominent examples of a current day, modern day pyramid scheme. And that's the multi-level marketing company. So Domenico, you mentioned Cutco before. You, you may also uh, recognize names like Amway, Herbalife, Tupperware. These are all Tupperware. Tupperware yeah, these are all multi-level marketing Amway. companies. Amway the, the arena, yeah, the only the arena, the uh, Orlando Magic plan. So I, I kind of call this, um, the analogy I like to use here is, you know how like you see high fructose corn syrup on like the ingredients of like a food? Yes. But it's really just sugar? Yes. That's what a multi-level marketing company is. It says it's a multi-level marketing company, but in actuality, it's a pyramid scheme. A legal pyramid scheme, but the pyramid scheme. So the main difference is, so the main difference is that they really stress the fact that they sell products. They don't necessarily benefit off the recruitment of people. It is very much a gray area when it comes to that kind of stuff where they, like I mentioned previously at the beginning of the podcast, uh, they do, they may not have a recruitment fee necessarily for new members, which means like they don't directly benefit from recruiting people, but they may require them to buy inventory immediately up front from managers, which is kind of in lieu of a recruitment fee. And the product that they do buy is like ridiculously outrageously overpriced. And one of the better examples that I've seen um, of this is the Herbalife scandal. So Herbalife is a nutrition company that is a multi-level marketing company. And they had a, there was a good documentary I watched on Netflix called uh, Betting on Zero. You know, these Netflix documentaries are pretty fire, not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't wanna get too much into that, but uh, <laughs> they did release like, uh, a trailer I saw it on YouTube of all their movies they were releasing, or the biggest movies they were releasing in 2022. They kind of a movie releasing almost every other week. Top line actors, J-Lo, Adam Sandler, Kevin James, just the list goes on and on. Uh, Kevin Hart, again, I don't want to get too much into it, but they're really kicking up. I mean, they are facing a lot of competition at the moment, you know. They got to get their act are together. At Disney Plus, HBO Max, again, are they though? Hulu, again, are they though? Peacock, the WWE Network. Doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Fight TV. Fight TV, yeah. Uh, Quibi. Rip. But so going back to this, so this documentary revealed that 30.6% of members would make $0 a year working for the company, while 47.5% would make less than $1,000 a year selling the merchandise. And the issue was they were paying significantly more than the market value for nutrition products like that. And they had all expiration dates. So 
they weren't able to move a lot of this merchandise and a lot of it would expire, meaning they weren't able to sell it if they were able to find a customer. So a lot of, I mean, not like girls, girls cookies, that's a charity. It's not for profit. (laughs) It's a charitable organization. I don't know, optic cookies, I don't know. So so while many distributors made under $1,000 per year, it was estimated that the top 1% of distributors in Herbalife received 88% of all earnings of the company. So it essentially means that, you know, a select handful of people at the top of the pyramid made almost 90% of all the revenue the company realized. Pretty outrageous. Again, how? It's because the people at the bottom. Did you say 48% made less than $1,000 selling the merch? Yeah, I'm saying 1% made 88% of all the money. It adds up. How many bars can you sell? I said merch before, but how many bars can you sell? That's the thing. They don't make money selling the bars. They make money recruiting people. Oh, you have to buy bars. They have, you have to buy from a manager, someone above you, to be to sell to someone else. So you basically like, you got, so like, let's say you get approached by a mentor, right? And they're like, I have 10,000 protein bars here. I, you can buy them for $5 each, which is a markup for a protein bar. Mm-hmm. And so $5,000 to me, and then you're able to sell these to whoever you want. You start your own business and then you can keep coming to me from our protein bars. The person knows that, okay, you have to buy, you can't buy like a hundred for me. It's buy all 5,000 at once. That's a $5,000 recruitment fee because you're not going to sell $5 protein bars for Herbalife protein bars, which I've heard are not protein bars, but products that I've heard aren't even that good for the price that you're paying for them. So it's, it's all a scam. So I believe they actually got in trouble for this. Let me see. So yes, in 2016, the Federal Trade Commission found that Herbalife was using deceptive marketing uh, tactics and required them to pay a $200 million fine and restructure, restructure their entity business mo- model. <clears throat> Sorry. So it's also worth noting that they would actually go into impoverished Hispanic areas and that where many people didn't know anything about finances whatsoever. And they would purposely, you know, prey on these individuals to make sure that they were the ones uh, paying money for distributors and getting their products and not really understanding that they were paying a significant mark of what they should have been paying. So these are the kinds of situations and schemes that are very prevalent today. Uh, they happen all the time in different forms. I think now, so it's not as, it's not as much physical, it is more digital. And I, we've seen that with recently, uh, I think it was BitConnect, one of the crypto coins. It was a complete sham. People are saying, oh, buy, 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 buy these crypto coins, uh, these cryptocurrencies. I mean, you mean all of Reddit? Yeah, all of Reddit, people on Twitter, all these social media. They can have everyone think they're part of a community when they're really just part of a pumping dump. Exactly. These people selling merchandise, but like GameStop to the moon and all that crazy stuff. Well, yeah, like trying to benefit off other people losing all their money. Yeah, like elongate, like these stupid coins, like even Dogecoin to an extent. Like if you keep saying buy, 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 the, the creator of the coin is going to start selling all of his coins. And then once that happens, he's like the whale, the largest owner of the coin. And then he's going to cause a massive trigger event that's going to make the price of that coin go rock yeah, bottom. Long on Doge. Long on Doge. So. I mean, when I buy my Tesla in Doge, just now. <laughs> just now, you got to long it. But I think for younger people, especially you know, when you talk about schemes, 
It's a lot of it has to do with this makeup stuff. I see a lot of girls some makeup. Monet. Is it, I don't know the name of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every girl it seems like on Instagram is a, a fake influencer who sells makeup. I see makeup. I've seen like uh, you know, skincare products. They'll just like randomly DM girls and be like, "Hey, you're ski- like I haven't spoken I haven't spoken to you since I bullied you in high school, but your skin <laughs> looks great now. But it could look better if you use this product. It's like twenty dollars. DM me back." And the things literally made in China, and it costs like fifty cents. And it probably causes like and it very irritates your skin, yeah. and it's it's tested on animals. So it's but don't worry, I use it every day. And I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take thirty Instagram stories and show you how I wash my hair. I have people on Instagram do that yeah, for no. me too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it, it's 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 job, but I won't. Um, <laughs> it's. It's it's kind of sad though because I don't know if people realize that they they are in a scam because like we're in a culture where we're like you know you want to be an entrepreneur you want to be a businessman businesswoman business person whatever and you kind of want to put yourself out there you want to make a name for yourself make your own money and you see this kind of opportunity as a way to do that and you might be just naive enough to take it without realizing that you're kind of falling for a scam you're at, you're spending more money than what you're actually bringing in. And it's just detrimental overall. Like you're doing more harm than good. Yeah, definitely. Especially because everyone's trying to make a quick buck. They see like, oh, I can put influencer or like mm-hmm. ambassador on my uh, entrepreneur. I feel yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, on my Instagram or LinkedIn profile, and it's just like, no, you're not. You're just in a scheme. <laughs> and I do like the ambassador stuff sometimes too, but I usually do. I do it mostly for the free year. Like you sign up, you get a couple of free things, you get a like discount. Especially if I was gonna buy something from the website anyway, a nice 20, 30 percent off discount code or that free thing. It's yeah. like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I'm not one that's like there's never a time where I join something and it's like, oh, you have to pay in order to be a part of the program. Yeah, no, I've seen I think that's different. I know people have like brand deals. I know you do like the brand deal stuff too. I think that's different. I think quote unquote brand deals. Yeah, quote unquote brand deals. Oh, Barcel athlete. Barcel athlete. Yeah. Barcel athlete. I've done stuff with sunscreen and Kanga Cooler. Yeah. Shout out. Coolers and sunglasses. That, that's still in the works. Yeah, yeah. That's that's been going good. Now, you want um, you to plug it? Kanga Cooler is that any, right now? You know, you know. You go to buy. Yeah, go go in the valley. You want a cool? You want a koozie? Nice little kangaroo. Yeah, yeah, but that's I, I don't. I mean, I don't even <laughs> try to promote it because it's like it's at the end of the day, it's not really. I don't really care about making the money on that. Yeah. I make a 15% commission or something or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it was just cool to be part of like the program and they like send me a bunch of free stuff and they invite us down to like trips and stuff that, I mean, obviously I'm I'm a young kid. So (laughs) me going down there for a weekend is not really a fun time like other people, but it's just fun. But I'm not, again, you go on my Instagram story and majority of the time it's me posing a picture in a stadium or just a sports thing. Mm-hmm. It's never me saying, oh, I I love my this product unless I get a check. Obviously, if I get a check, yeah. But the thing is, too, right? You're not actively looking for other people to partake in this. Like you kind of don't mind if no one else does this. It's cool if you buy something on my link, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not forcing anyone. Yeah. Because I know that a lot of my followers on Instagram are not going to use my link. Yeah. I have, I have common knowledge to know majority. If I followed someone, I, I do follow people. All I do is post their things. I don't follow them. It's as simple as that. If I, if you post 30 times a day 
And you're, especially if your account's on public, I follow you. Because if I ever have to look up your profile, I look up your photos, <laughs> you're on public. You're beat. Uh, <laughs> that's what they do. Like a lot of companies, they want you to be on public. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'll just be on private. But they follow me. So it's like, all right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I mean, like, also, I'm saying, like, you're not actively recruiting people to be an ambassador for the program. I, get I don't get really anything out of it. Exactly. Well, if, if, when you think about it that way, because I think I'm thinking about getting uh, incentives to recruit people. I have a job that I currently, I'm not, it's not a great job, but I get incentives to recruit people into the job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a decent amount of money compared to how much I get paid normally. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's kind of a scheme as well because I I work through hell and I have to bring other people in and that work through hell and I can't name drop because I'm currently employed by said company. I mean I, I'm in a similar situation where my employer also provides uh, a referral bonus if you were to bring someone you know I think full time hire if they I say think majority ex- of companies do but a lot of companies do but this is just funny because they they give you a cash incentive oh okay top, like they add this cash incentive on top of your check. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, yeah, it makes you want to break people in. But then again, I, I just don't have the heart to be like, it's great. It's a great experience. Like, I'm just, just like, lie. But if someone's like, I'm interested, be like, it's the same thing with the coolers. Like, if someone's like, oh, I really like that cooler, I'll be like, okay, I'll send you the link and I'll send them like my in like referral code link, just like, sl- like subtly. Slide it in, yeah. Like tech- oh, let me text you the link. Like, don't look it up. And I'll just slide it. Mm. Oh my God, I'm not harming them because they're looking for the stuff. Yeah. It's, it's nice to get the 10% paid Venmo or whatever, yeah. or just direct deposit once in a while. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think going back to like the referral thing though, I think someone may see that and they say, okay, well, how is that any different than one of these schemes? And I think the main difference is like your company, the, your employer makes money in a legitimate way outside of recruiting people like they don't make money recruiting people like you you benefit from the, recruiting someone the yeah. company really doesn't like that and i think it's also your guarantee if you work you're pretty close to 99.9 of the time guarantee your money well i think so th- if you work for any corporation that has any mm-hmm. value or name well the thing i was going to say like i was going to get into some red flags that you look out for so like the next we're going to list some red flags uh when it comes to these scams and I think this kind of goes into the first one. Like the difference here is also is you're not paying anything to work for someone. A lot of these scams, you have to pay to be a part of the program. You have to pay to, you know, for a product, a pay a recruitment fee, pay to, to invest in a coin to, to, to be a part of one of these scams. If you're, if you're working for a legitimate employer, they hire you, they pay you. You're not paying them anything. And you're not expected to pay them anything. It's almost like this weird scenario where people just want to be part of like the movement. So oh. they, they put money in to, to be a part of the team. I, I see those people, the, the academies on TikTok all the time. Do you see those? The join my team thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people. I'm just saying more so just in, I think people have this basic human need of trying to belong. And I feel that paying to join whether it's a, a sorority or frat a, a team that has dues um or a, a beauty company it's now you have money invested or it's a gamble betting like when you bet with your friends and everyone has the money on the same team the money line the same team 
you all root for the same team that's no longer watching a game that's now you're part of that experience. Yeah, like you have like a like a legitimate a interest for yeah, a personal interest a in personal it. interest in that. And I feel especially when you saw it over with the the traders, uh, the Reddit traders, when you had a lot of people pumping money into GameStop, Dogecoin, all those coins. You when you put your money where your mouth is, now you're part of the movement. Now you're liking, you're mm-hmm. retweeting, you're reposting things, trying to bring other people in because now you're financially yeah, yeah, yeah. invested. And I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. If that's what makes you happy, but then again, there is something wrong with that mm-hmm. because you're getting scammed. Yeah, yeah. I I think like when it comes to something like you know partaking in an organization like you know Greek life. I'm not a you know huge proponent yeah, of that. I, I don't I don't want to be like oh I'm a Greek life hater. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying from well, like, any organization really, there's dues. I mean, if you if you join a professional society, you have to pay like a yearly fee to be a part of it. Like if I if I when I get my CPA, I have to, and I want to join the NJCPA, you know, the association, I have to pay a yearly fee to be a part of it as a you know, uh, a full time you know, employed individual. So yeah, uh, I guess paying for you know participation in an organization or like some kind of employment opportunity is easily a red flag isn't it amazing how much better the audio sounds now it's right? almost like you forgot to plug in the uh the hdmi or the uh usb for the first 28 minutes of the podcast it's kind of crazy right i mean I wonder- technical support just randomly appeared but i looked and saw you didn't plug it into the back of the roadcaster I mean, oh I mean, my this guy slight hiccup slight hiccup yeah I mean, we're moving on. We're growing. We're we're building from here. Yeah. So I guess another red flag is, I guess, a mentorship situation where if someone's like, I have a mentor, I think that should be an automatic red flag. Like, me, like, be wary. I'm just thinking about all the people that listen to the first 28 minutes, <laughs> like, on full volume because, like, my side is so low. And then all of a sudden they're talking and then it's just going to blast out of nowhere. Uh, but shout out them if you listen this long. 20 minutes is a pretty long time to <laughs> talk to you about nonsense. Um, but yeah, I don't know that many mentors personally. I've, I've I've seen people say like, oh, like my mentor. And it's like, I know people, there are some like. That's like my big, my little, my big, <laughs> big little. <laughs> I guess like the mentor thing would be more like the manager or the person above you that recruited you. That would be your mentor. Like it's the person that recruited you. I think that's another red flag. Um, I think another one would be not knowing much about what you're getting involved in. So there was one time, right, that someone that I know brought their mentor to like an event that was a part of at school. And the person was describing what they were doing but they did so in such a vague way that I had no idea what they actually did, what they sold, anything. Um, he claimed to operate a very successful e-commerce business. He never disclosed his products, the position he held, the name of the business. Things like this where you describe what you do, but in a very vague, broad, not descriptive manner, those are telltale signs that he's representing a scam or he's running a scam or he's a part of a scam. I guess. I think I don't know. Again, I have no knowledge of this because I don't know anyone that has a mentor. I've never heard of this mentor thing. It's 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 a thing. 
like if 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 someone if I join a course, is he considered my mentor? Is that like that what you're talking about? Because I'm I'm completely confused here. If if someone recruited you to be a part of something and you can't really describe what you're doing, you don't know what the business does. You don't know what, what, what do you mean you can't describe what you're doing. This guy was someone's mentor. You ask, what are you doing? I sell things or I run I, a very I, successful e-commerce business. What do you sell? Well, I sell products. I sell products very well through my e-commerce right, business. Well, and then he, then I would just think you're unemployed and you're lying to me. If you say I run a very <laughs> successful e-commerce business and you can't tell me what you sell on e-commerce. Yeah. I mean, you sound I just shady. think you're not, I know, but I just, yeah, you sound shitty, but you also sound like you're just a liar. <laughs> you just sound <laughs> like you're, like, you're just tabbing. Because they are, because they make money off of, you know, getting college students to pay them. I've seen like advertising. Maybe that, to be fair, that is a very successful e-commerce business. So he's not really lying. It's, I guess he, he really isn't. His product is the people. Just know if there is no product, you are the product. That, and we've come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs are whack. <laughs> so another one is, you know, have, feeling encouraged to recruit friends and family. So I think the... The kind of, you know, stereotypical example here would be what Domenico said, like the kid who bullied you in high school just randomly reaches out to you on like Facebook Messenger asking you to be a part of a once in a lifetime business more opportunity. Than you think, more than you think random people from grammar school, high school, middle school. Hey, I haven't spoken to you in eight years, but I think you look pretty fit. You want to try out my new <laughs> drink or my new active wear? And it's like, delete, <laughs> delete the message, like view the message. Leave him unseen. Delete the message. Uh, sometimes you just mess with them. Though. Sometimes like, oh my god, I would love nothing more. Can you send me like a free sample or something? And then they just freak out and don't know what to do. But <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's crazy because you get to a point where you're so desperate to recruit people because you need to recoup the money that you spent to partake in this you know scam that you'll do anything necessary to get more people to pay you and it gets kind of you know this is where like it, it can get really bad because you can start messing with you know personal relationships you can ruin the relationship with your friends and family and you may get out of the scam unscathed financially but you could lose friends and family in the your process rep. the rep is worth more than everything else honestly your brand your image that's you cannot repair that once it's broken. Once you de deteriorate that, it's gone. It's damaged permanently. It's one thing you don't play with. It's a rep. Yeah. Whether it be anything. Once you sell out, you're always known as a sellout. Exactly. And it's very, very hard to retain your reputation after you, uh, you lose it. Exactly. So another one is buying overpriced inventory. So I mentioned that previously that, you know, multi-level marketing schemes kind of get around the pyramid scheme label by legally by selling products. So a, a common thing they do is they'll sell like courses or books that really have no value whatsoever, but they'll charge like maybe like a hundred to a thousand dollars for these kinds of materials. And although they're worthless, they're still charging that crazy price in lieu of a recruitment fee. So they're really incentivized to recruit members to buy these materials, buy these products or inventory. So the, per the person above them can profit. And like it kind of the course thing is really ridiculous because it's uh, these influencers sell their courses and pretend like they're not scamming people almost. Well, there are people who really don't provide valuable information or really have any valuable 
valuable information to share in the first place. So having courses, selling them, and then they're like so poorly done. There's no information. Like Jake Paul's course he had a while back was awful. Like, well, I was just thinking of, I know Jordan Belfort has a, a course on how to make more. I think, again, I, I never taken the course, obviously, but it just sounds weird to me. Like, like as an influencer, such as Jake Paul, you're an actor. Yeah. Of course. How, how are you going to tell a normal person like me who is not an actor, this is how you make money. This is how you do this. This is how you well, do that. Jordan Belfort, how to make money. He went to prison. He's in debt, millions and millions of dollars because for the crimes and the fraud he committed. But he's also so brilliant, man. He's br- yeah. He's anyone that anyone that's able to commit crime on that level is a genius. Or is he just duping idiots? I think he, he gives some of these criminals so much credit. I don't know. I I look at. I know it has. It's not really related, but you look at like the drug cartels. Those guys are geniuses. Well, they're running a. They're basically running a business. It's just not legal, but they're running a business. I mean, so is everyone else who goes to prison. I don't think frauding, like, you know, old people and their retirement funds is a business. Like, I don't think Bernie Madoff was running a business. He was scamming people. Yeah, but he's a genius. Was he pushing a product? He was pushing B, maybe. Pushing B. <laughs> is P a product? Is water wet? <laughs> anyway, that's the worst. Kind of going off the topic. No, I I don't know if we are necessarily going off the topic. It's interesting because you're saying that these guys aren't really geniuses in terms of Jordan Belfort and guys that do similar crimes to him. They kind of are kind of pretty smart. I mean, they're smart. I wouldn't say they're geniuses. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that tried to replicate what they have done and failed. I don't know. Don't know if that's the case. I feel like nowadays it's very easy to scam people. Like everyone's putting money into any. You make you make a crypto or you make an NFT. I feel feel as though it's easier to scam people now if you have a lot of money. If I was, if I had a famous name, you look at um, who was it recently? Was it Nelk? Those guys that released an NFT and it was an it was absolute scam. The the um, the video the streamers. Yeah, the full sun dudes and and Ricegum. Was that, was that him too? I don't know if I uh, Rice Gum had a, a crypto coin. Those people, a lot of them, they sold these NFTs and they, they were scams. And it was just funny because the guys I was watching a podcast of theirs because I've been really into their podcast because they have a, a lot of good guests. And they were just saying, Oh, we'll never sell this coin, that coin because we don't want to scam our fans. And apparently, it was a major scam. And I know you fo- the, follow the YouTuber, but the dude that was like really into social gloves, uh, Spencer Cornelia, he's a white dude. He, he he has he has like the bookshelf behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The microphone like on the side. Like, yeah. Nah, he's he's good at that stuff. Yeah, he's good, but he he like re- he just destroys all these YouTubers. And unfortunately, he went after the Nelk boys. And um, I didn't necessarily watch it, but I know this. I watched all his social glove videos, and with uh, Austin McBroom, Austin McBroom just scammed. So he even scammed the TikTokers. He like scammed it, James it, Harden. That man. I mean, I mean, you scammed James Harden. That's crazy. That maybe maybe that's why he's playing so poorly. He's uh and uh he has like depression from all the money he lost. Like what's I don't know. But I think this also kind of ties into the next point. You know, the promise of fast cash. That's another red flag that could potentially, you know fast and cash don't go together. Exactly. So you're you know, doing something illegal or getting scammed. You know, if someone says like, oh, this is an easy way to make money, the fast way to make money, like you're guaranteed to make money. 
you know, guaranteed, fast, easy, that all doesn't... You want to you be guaranteed to make money? Yeah, get a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone ever told me you're guaranteed to make money, yeah, I'm guaranteed to make money. Any job I accept, I'm guaranteed to make money. Yeah. Unless I'm paying to be a part a of a... Serve, I'm a slave in some... Right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm in, in, like, a servant that I just get kidnapped. I, I'm for majority jobs do pay. Yeah. A guaranteed paycheck for work. Yeah. Um. Unless I'm like a street performer. Yeah, a majority of jobs do pay for work. Yeah, so there's that. You know, don't pay to don't pay to play. Right? I, I guess in what context? <laughs> so the next one is direct sales marketing. Uh, this kind of ties into the, you know, the makeup and the beauty stuff you were saying before. So there are a number of legitimate companies that require direct sales marketing. Um, so if someone, you know, approaches you directly to sell a product, kind of what the name entails, um, if you go to any major department store, pretty much everyone in the makeup section is using direct sales marketing. They're coming up to you. They're telling you to try on the makeup, sit in the chair. It's like Foot Locker. Kind of like Foot Locker. Very similar to that, yeah. But this is also very common in MLM companies. Uh, some of these companies have even rebranded themselves MLM. to yes, a multi-level marketing, okay. MLM. Um, so many of them rebrand themselves to direct consumer marketing companies to avoid the MLM uh, suspicion that comes with it. So if you already have doubts about a company and then see themselves referred to as a direct sales marketing company, it might be best in your best interest to stay away from that company or maybe do some further research and to look at, into the legitimacy of the company. And then lastly is all the social media opportunities that are given to you. Like all these random people DMing you, all the bots DMing you, um, every, every YouTube ad. Every YouTube ad that I get, the first 30 seconds is, oh, this is how I made $100,000 in less than 60 Level seconds. Level up your podcast in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, like it's, it's ridiculous. So I constantly see these fake entrepreneurs, you know, buy large amounts of YouTube ads and attempt to gain clients. Um, that's just sketchy. I mean, you see guys like uh, uh, Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone. Matt Cardona? Not Matt Cardona. He's a, he's a legend. Goat. But... These kinds of, you know, opportunities are just scams. They try to sell you a ridiculously priced course for really no benefit to you. There's no value within it whatsoever. And if they're really making that much money off of what they're doing and they have all these secrets, A, they want to be selling it to you. They want to be giving it, giving it away to you, for one. And for two, they would be making so much money that they wouldn't be bothering. They wouldn't be bothered to sell a course that's just taking away from their you know their business that makes them so much money in the first place so think about that another thing is there are many people on linkedin who uh dm me like some sketchy you know job opportunities too like the four kind of the I think linkedin's life. probably the worst in that case because it's a lot of older people that fall for these scams because mm-hmm. you have like, oh, professional business photo and oh, it's a real job position. And then you apply and they just steal your information or try to get you to sign your life away. I think also like a lot of people on LinkedIn are looking for a job opportunity. You see someone in college, they may be kind of desperate or very like, like eager to find that first job. And you see someone reach out to you and then boom, you accidentally are a part of a multi-level marketing company. Like, that can happen. So, you know, always do your due diligence. I think bottom line is you need to do your own research. Don't take something at face value. Don't just take the, you know, 
what the person, what the, the individual is telling you at face value, go further, go underneath the surface and see what's up. Yeah, so Domenico, is there any other things that you want to add? So any, any red flags or any other frauds you've seen lately? No, just don't DM me trying to sell makeup or Tupperware or knives and we're good. <laughs> yeah, if I see one more person talk about their makeup line on Instagram, I think I'm going to lose it, honestly. It's getting to that point. Other than that, I'm good. Just one quick money, get a job. Exactly. Or guaranteed money, sorry, get a job. <laughs> yeah, guys, so that was another episode in the books common sense finance thank you for listening yet again if you want to catch us you know the socials at common sense finance on pretty much all platforms tiktok instagram twitter uh, facebook even um, yeah so maybe i was thinking about maybe a pinterest minico what do you think about that Visco. Mm, uh, it's a hard pass for me myspace no but yeah guys uh thank you guys for listening until next time i'm anthony i'm domenico And this is Compton's Finance. Peace. Common Sense Finance is not a registered financial or advisory service. The presence of this podcast on the internet shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as solicitation of investment advisory services. All content is for informational purposes only. The content provided is not a research report or financial advice. It should not be used as the basis to buy or sell a security, nor is it an offer to buy or sell a security. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of Common Sense Finance and its host, unless otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by the platform as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.